Kathleen P. Tim, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down for a cocktail with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And on today's episode, I'm very excited that we have Anthony and Brian here from St. Pete Rising, where somehow you seem to know about everything before the rest of us. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. appreciate you reaching out to be on the show and it just kind of was a cool moment for us because we're like oh my gosh people want to hang out with us yeah. i love it well who wouldn't who wouldn't oh shucks <laughs> i guess i kind of want to know just uh, from the beginning i guess how how you guys got started here you're both from tampa bay originally or no yeah so uh anthony here i uh, grew up in the tampa bay area um and Brian is originally from Fort Myers, so we're both from the Gulf Coast okay, area yeah. of Florida. Um, for those of people who aren't familiar with St. Pete Rising, we are a local publication that specializes in everything new and coming soon uh, to St. Petersburg or South Pinellas. Um, and we focus on real estate, restaurants, and retail. Um, and I grew up in the Tampa Bay area, went to the University of Florida, which is where St. Pete Rising was born. Um, through that and through the um, beginnings of that website, um, the website is where I met Brian, who was a super fan who essentially fell in love with the site and decided to come on board and help me run it. So Brian's a super fan turns heart of St. Pete Rising. Amazing. So Sounds you're able, right. are you guys able now th to do this full time? Uh, I am more so than Anthony. We, it was our full time. We called it our full time hobby. Our full time hobby. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> so probably for about six years, six or seven years, we, it was just kind of on nights and weekends. And then a few years ago, I quit my job, started doing real estate and St. Pete Rising full time. Okay. But Anthony is still at his desk job. Yes. So for I, now. I, I still have a, I still have a, so quote unquote nine to five. It's an insurance to start up here in, in St. Pete. Um, and St. Pete Rising is again, like Brian said, my full time hobby still, but um, we both love doing it. And we live and breathe it even when we're doing other things and other side hustles and things like that. Well, that's like us on our podcast. I know. Don't we all have that dream that our side hustle <laughs> slash full-time hobby will become like our primary, One day. One day. primary thing? <laughs> so that's very cool that, that you guys have been able to do so much. So how did, I feel like I just have, have to know, how do you find things out so early? Because, and for anyone listening who maybe doesn't follow your account, there's so many local accounts. Like we've talked to Tampa Bay is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, we, I look at, I love the Berg a lot and we follow what they do, but it always seems like you guys have it first. Where does that come from? Honestly, that's part of the secret sauce in it all. Oh. Uh, but I will say one of the things that I think drives Brian and I is getting that scoop and getting the, the first to know about certain things. And frankly, we just are very sleep deprived and <laughs> we spend a lot of time researching and meeting people to find these, uh, these stories that are out there. Um, and so a lot of it's just grit and being uh, on the streets in downtown St. Pete talking and meeting with people. And um, everyone has little um, tidbits of information they can share. And sometimes that culminates in a story and sometimes it's, you know, relationship building that will eventually lead to something. But yeah, I'll call it more of a sickness for me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just live and breathe it. And yeah. uh, 
yeah, just ask my wife. It'll be one or two in the morning and I'll be reading city council agendas and uh, <laughs> looking through permit polls. And yeah. Things. Yeah, she'll, <laughs> I have a two year old at home, so she's always like, get to bed. You know, you have to wake up early in the morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, the secret is really just uh, relationship building. I mean, we live in St. Pete. We work in St. Pete. We walk the streets of downtown every day and meet everybody we can. And uh, so if you see a construction site, are you like banging on the door? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? In the- Honestly, <laughs> sometimes yes. <laughs> it was it was very much, it was a lot more investigative, I think, mm-hmm. in the beginning because nobody knew who we were. Now I think we've built up a little bit of a name for ourselves where a lot of these stories come to us. And I think that is because we've, we were, honestly, we work really well with the subject matter expert, whatever you want to call them, whether it's Mm -hmm. the business owner or developer, you know, I think we work a lot closer with them than some of the other publications in large part because I don't know, we don't really see ourselves as a traditional publication. So, you know, we don't really set hard deadlines for our articles. It's ready when it's ready. True. Yeah. So I think, you know, where other publications feel like, you know, oh, I have to get this article out the door by two because I have another article due at five or something like that. We don't really feel that way. And uh, and so yeah. what that what that does is usually results in a better story. Um, and so a lot of times we try to uh, include facts and information about the story that you may not find in other pieces. And so what that does for our readers is it gives them, uh, you know, a little bit more of an inside scoop on some of these some of these new restaurants or developments. And frankly, that's because we, again, like Brian said, we set our own schedule. So we're able to spend a little more time on these stories, a little more time interviewing people and asking questions that, you know, a lot of reporters won't be able to ask. And so um, it's really that passion that shows through in our work that allows us to have stories that are awesome and hard hitting um, and impactful. And and because it's our passion, because we don't have a boss to, to report up to or anything like that, we really only focus on stuff that we're personally interested in and that we think is really cool that, and want other people to know about. Um, so when we post something, we don't necessarily just post to have content uh, for the day. Uh, we post because we think this is a story that someone in the city will love to hear about, someone is interested in, whether it be new housing, new restaurants, new retail. Um, and uh, I think our our readers really respect us for not wasting their time with boring stories. No, it's, it's I feel like I learned so much about yeah. like new restaurants, like from you guys directly. Like mm-hmm. it's, I think there's also something very easy about the way you present the information. It's, it's like, it's very well categorized. It's mm-hmm. very <laughs> easy to understand. That means a lot because we spend a lot of time editing the stories and Brian, I can't even like tell you how many times you go back and forth. Like, is this like, does this flow appropriately? Like, <laughs> is this, like does, do people understand this? And we'll be like, moving like small lines and be like, I think it's better this. So there's a lot of details that go wow, into this yeah. like, that we work to try to create the the best experience for our readers and for the community that really, you know, reads our work. Yeah. What, um, what, where did the idea really come from? Did you just kind of have a passion for, you know, wanting to understand what was going on in the city or? Yeah. So, uh, you know, being from uh, Tampa Bay, I grew up kind of seeing the growth of Tampa Bay. And as I went to college um, in Gainesville at the University of Florida, I missed St. Pete a lot and would come home for breaks and weekends and things like that and would see this explosive growth going on downtown. And I would, you know, Google certain developments and I couldn't find any information on them. And I couldn't find um, any 
you know, media reporting on some of these apartment buildings or condo towers and uh, realized that there was sort of a need for someone to aggregate a lot of the development news in St. Pete. And so, um, you know, some of the high profile projects like your really tall buildings or really impactful projects would get covered by some of the media outlets. Um, but it was the smaller stuff that was slipping through the cracks that mm-hmm. sort of people are still interested in, mm-hmm. but it's not big enough to necessarily report on a regional you know, scale. And so um, sort of had this like idea to just aggregate some of that information. And then uh, in that, in doing that, um, when Brian came on board, we began to notice that um, there were some things that we could report ourselves and it wasn't no, it wasn't aggregating information anymore. It was actually creating stories ourselves. Um, And through the relationships that Brian has sort of talked about, um, we're able to get some of these stories now. And so it's really just been organic growth from the start of seeing the need of what is lacking sort of in the community and, and filling that, whether it be with new, new content on real estate or restaurants and things like that. I can appreciate that, you know, how you're saying you're in Gainesville because I, you know, living in New York for so long, I was always like you, I I missed the city here. I always thought about it and I was always Googling. I was, I'm a big Google mapper. I love like (laughs) street view. I I was a middle school map champion, but it's another story. Um, um, But I was always obsessed with like everything that was going on and St. Pete Rising Mm -hmm. was always like at the top of the list. Like when I kept looking to the point that like I would call my mom and I'd be like, next time I'm down, we have to go to this restaurant. She's like, I haven't even heard of that yet. I'm like, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. It's it's there. Um, So I I really appreciate that because sort of like how the relationship with Brian actually came about. Oh, really? Uh, (laughs) He he sort of like would just message me information about stuff that I didn't know yet or we hadn't reported on. And he was sort of in many ways nagging me like you should report on this. You should report on this. I was just in Gainesville, a college student. I'm like, I don't have time to do it. One one day I was like, do you want to just write it yourself? (laughs) He he was like, I'll just give you an email address. You want to just contact these guys yourself and write up an article? And then he did. And then that's sort of the launch. I mean, I mean, once you gave me that, that. once you gave me that email address, it was kind of off to the races for me. And, uh, and at this point, Brian, you, you were living in St. Pete at this point, right? I was. What year would that have been? I moved to the area in 2011. Okay, so you have so seen really the 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 explosion because we're correct. born and raised here, and we talk we often talk about like what Central Avenue used to look like when we were kids, and there was uh, the Garden <laughs> yeah. Masteries that was like three the places end. to go, <laughs> and now you can't. First of all, there's hundreds of places to go, and you still can't get a reservation at half these places because everywhere is so busy. So, I think it's. It's been, it must be cool to report on that during that arch of like time. It's been incredible. It's, it's been really cool to see the growth. And honestly, I know there are growing pains and we can yeah. get into that. Yeah. But, you know, it's also exciting to think about where the city might be in 10 years from now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sometimes scary, but also, yes, exciting. All I want is a, a, a walking distance coffee shop yeah. for my neighborhood. Then I'll know, like, it's happened. It's happening. Like, I think everyone should have that. Everyone yeah. should have a coffee shop within walking distance. Yeah. Yes. I think 
earlier you were talking about how um, you would see something and you would send it to our mom. I was just having this conversation about social media the other day, how, you know, the algorithms and all that is constantly evolving. When I think of St. Pete Rising, I think of sends because, you know, there's things you like, there's things you comment on. I don't always... I most of the time, like, I don't always comment, but I always send. And I was just, we were talking about this at work about how, like, those are the insights you should, you should be looking at. I can't imagine what they are for you. As soon as you post something, how many people are sending it to their friends? Well, I'll tell you, we've spent virtually zero on marketing uh, and the growth of the website. Yeah. So most of our marketing has been organic. It's been with people sharing the content because they love it with their friends and family and things like that. Oh, look at this. Yeah. And that's, that's. Pretty much where all of our growth has come from, um, and all of our followers, we've you know we've tested some site social media ads, but frankly, we haven't really done that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think we benefit from the fact that we write about and cover things that people care about and want to read about. You know, occasionally I'll get a message from someone that says, you know, you guys have great engagement. How do you guys do it? I have this kind of business, and I'm looking to you know, have a great social media presence. Can you help me out a little bit? The reality is, you know, if I was doing social media for like a laundromat, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know how to make people this care about that. I, it just, yeah. <laughs> it just happens that we're writing about things that people are really interested in. Yeah. And so it kind of organically And that you are interested in. Mm-hmm. So right. Exactly. You, you we engage a, with our, yeah. you know, people on, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And sometimes there's pretty... Uh, heated discussion. I wanted to bring yes. this up. Yeah, please. <laughs> Sometimes the comment section is so always much more on entertaining <laughs> than the actual post itself. Well, I, I mean, I, I could see that because I know there's a lot of old timers like us and like people who've lived here a long time who are like, no more condos, whatever. Like, or if they tear down a it, historic building, yeah. like I think of, like I think of even the um, what are the motels that were on Fourth Street that had the oh, different the color holiday, color the doors? Holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like our mom, like devastated. Like, oh my god! Like, oh, did you spend your weekends there, mom? <laughs> I like, <know>. <laughs> But uh, I, but yeah. I, I imagine those people light it up. But I, well, also it seems like they attack you as if you are the the, oh, <laughs> the I mean, contractor building I, these towers. We like. get we get messages every day from people wanting to rent apartments from us, and you know, <laughs> I I honestly have uh, like an email template saved because I just got tired of writing it so so often, saying we're just a publication, we don't own or manage any residential properties. Um, because I think a lot of people, I don't know why. Ass- they just assume think, they you think run the entire city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they just think that we're... You're like the corporation from right. Wally that like <laughs> yeah. controls everything. <laughs> well, part of our sort of responsibility is sort of uh, in posting about some of these projects is sort of the curation of these public forums about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and we sort of like, you know, even if all the comments aren't super thrilled with what we're posting on... Uh, I personally find that it's our duty to sort of still report on some of these projects for a transparency in the community. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if people don't like them, make your voice heard in the comments, right? Some people, like, there are influential people who do read the comments and they see what you're, you know, upset about. Um, Can't make everyone happy. No. Um, But, or better yet, email your elected official. Yeah. Yeah. Or go to a city council meeting and speak up. Don't troll, like, go mm-hmm. vote on things. <laughs> it's very easy to get angry when you're in bed in your pajamas, just tapping away. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say, I I get it. 
right? Like housing affordability is an issue right now. Huge issue. And obviously we live in this community too. We're feeling the pain as well. And so it's tough, you know, and uh, it's, it's a problem of a growing city. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of people that want to be here. And right now I always, I think of it as a game, a big game of musical chairs where uh, <laughs> there's just not enough chairs for everybody that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to be here. There's so many people moving to this area. We don't have enough residential units to house them all. Exactly. And we, so that's kind of inflating. You have to the, add uh, more chairs. Yeah, yeah. more chairs. Right. We just, uh, you know, recently we had Joe from uh, Tampa Bay is Awesome, and uh, he, he said something similar. He's like, look, the people are coming, and they're not stopping. So Nothing we, you, you, can you, know, do. you can whine about it or, like, you know, get into action and figure it out. And I will say you guys are um, also extremely great at replying to almost everybody like you you take the time I and mean, you go key. through those comments <laughs> it takes a lot of work too. yeah like that. that is a job in itself is just being like a forum administrator of the Especially comments when they're like, not always great yeah. yeah but you always reply very i mean as far as i've seen you always reply with just facts Poised. and information and we can and get snarky sometimes yeah when they're, <laughs> when they're snarky first sometimes we'll be a little snarky back but generally we try to inform uh people who maybe a little misinformed and um, still curate some of that good discussion. I, I think that's a huge part of it actually is I, I really try to use the platform to educate people mm -hmm. because real estate can be complicated and there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot to misunderstand. And so if we can help dispel some of the misinformation or use, you know, a new project announcement as an opportunity to teach people something, I think we would take that opportunity every time. I and think sometimes the what people are frustrated at would be, I think they'd feel a lot better if it was just explained to them. Because there's yeah. just, a lot of people are just angry because they don't understand something, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I always hear the same question over and over again. People say, why is everything that's being built right now luxury? Why isn't there more affordable housing we built, right? And there's, there's reasons for that. There's a great reason for that, right? I mean, it's, it's really a big math equation, yeah. right? I mean, land costs a certain amount, construction construction costs a certain amount, and uh, all of those things are at an all-time high right now. And so if you were to build affordable housing, the developer, the people involved just won't, they're not going to make any money, and they're not in this for charity. So mm -hmm. like all of us, I mean, we all, mm -hmm. well, exactly, we all need to make yeah. money. So um, <laughs> a lot of the affordable housing has to be subsidized in some way, and unfortunately, there's not enough money to go around. Right. So yeah. I mean, that, see more of it. that translates to so many industries too. I mean, me being in the restaurant industry, it's like lemons are a dollar a piece now, you know? So yeah, your cocktail is $14. <laughs> right, exactly. The garnish is a dollar, not to mention everything that went in the drink, mm. you know? Um, and that, that, that translates everywhere. Everybody's feeling that right now. So it's not that we want to be this super high end luxury, you know, cocktail bar, but we have to charge a certain amount for what we're doing mm, to right. survive, you know, and even still it's tough because then that pushes people away and it's a whole vicious circle. But, um, you know, we're doing, we out here doing what we got to do. I'd love to know if you can remember them. 
some of the posts that got the most hate and got the most love? Like, what were people the most excited about? And what were you like, oh, my gosh, I can't control all these mean people? <laughs> <laughs> so recently, a post that's gotten a lot of hate has been... So we just reported on a development. It's a 97-unit mm-hmm. apartment complex. Oh, my goodness. That's being constructed or being proposed with zero parking. <gasps> oh yeah. And so oh, everybody's no. <laughs> everybody's up in arms about that. How can they how Is can that they be, downtown? It's downtown. Yeah. Wow. No, that so, was just recently, right? I remember yeah, it was a can... week ago maybe. Yeah. yeah. So the city revised our land development regulations in 2019 to basically allow developers to provide no parking for a residential unit less than 750 square feet. So there have been some developers that said, "Well, great. I'll just build a building with all of the units less than 750 square feet and I won't have to provide parking. And, and uh, and the reason for that change was to hopefully create more apartments that were lower in cost for rent. mm -hmm. So if you have a smaller apartment that doesn't include maybe any amenities like a garage or a pool or, or fitness center, things like that, the rent should be lower on that unit than one that includes all of those things. And so the Mm. the thought process from the city was if we can encourage more smaller units, that would be better for your, the workforce, the people who work downtown, um, you know, service workers, things of that nature. Um, And it's hard to grapple with some of the, some of these units are still pretty expensive because they're brand new units, but they're cheaper than the comparable ones that would be built with some of those, with all of that stuff. But it's it's still not affordable to everyone, which drives, some of the kind of misunderstanding of the purpose of that parking change. Yeah, so from a developer's point of view, that project that I just mentioned, the total project cost is $20 million. Structured parking today costs about $50,000 per space. So if you were to provide one space per unit, it's almost 100 units, Mm -hmm. 97, that's going to add about $5 million to your total project cost, which is significant. And the developer's not just going to eat that cost. They're going to pass that on to the renter through higher rent. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not astronomical. I mean, it would probably, it's probably the difference between, you know, $1,400 a month and $1,200 a month. It's probably a $200 difference, but that adds up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not for everybody, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but it's for somebody. And uh, I think some of the pushback has been that, you know, it's not that these residents won't have cars. They will have cars. They're just going to park them on the street now. And yeah. it's going to clog up yeah. the neighborhoods. Like I think, again, <sighs> about New York, I'm like, well, apartment buildings are just everywhere. You know, I never had a car. I never thought about parking. And, you know, eventually we'll probably get to that point here where it's just uh, apartment buildings are everywhere and there's no parking and you just park wherever you can. But it's, you know, everything here still seems so new and that change right. is so mm-hmm. hard to get through. But no, the uh, city does require in these buildings uh, bike rooms. So these nice bike rooms where you can store your bikes safely secured. Uh, and, and the thought process is, well, maybe if you don't have a car, you can get around downtown with a bike or by foot or something like that. So it's sort of sort to encourage this car free lifestyle that uh, yeah. is sort of growing in our city. It is mm-hmm. a change from what you know has historically been the case for people living downtown. But I think there is a growing trend of uh, young people, young families who you know might have no cars. Um, or, or prefer a bike. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, very for the no car downtown. I love what that. Is the car free St. Pete. Car free St. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, that, that, like, that would be awesome. It, no car downtown. Pants. That's yeah. what it's called. They would be a great, no car, no cars. <laughs> no car downtown. They would be a great, uh, 
person to have on the show too. Uh, um, I actually, uh, one is a regular customer of mine and he has said that he would come and talk to us. Yes. So I have to that would do be that great. Cause, um, I just think, yeah, it, you know, cars, obviously we need them in Florida. It's everywhere we go, but downtown man, central Avenue is built for walking. Like it central is central totally is. Agree. And then you go a block over. Now you have the sun runner. Like we're growing there. We're, we're not, quite there yet but we could help the process in such huge ways and the way st pete is laid out we're so blessed because everything is just kind of naturally expanding from one single point so it's it's a desirable way to do a walkable city where tampa forget it no i'm i'm ubering door to door i'm not even driving over the bridge i'm just i i, I can't be stressed with that but st pete it, we have all the parts for that. And, and there's new things like the Sunrunner or yeah. mm-hmm. our new uh, Lime electric bikes that are yes. downtown or scooters yes. where it's like there are other options that you can use to get around. Um, the Cross Bay Ferry. The Cross Bay Ferry. I keep saying I'm going to do that. I still have not been I on it. I keep saying it too. Have you it's guys awesome. on it? I have. Oh, it's, yes. worse. it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely worth a try. It just left for the season, but it will be back in the, oh. in the fall. Where did it go? <laughs> it, it goes, goes up back north. up to Massachusetts. Oh, it does? Really? Yeah, yeah right now we, we rent... That boat oh. from Massachusetts when well, they're not using it. That's why it has it. the yes, yeah. The so name it, on the back. It usually <laughs> is going from Boston to Provincetown. Um, it's and, a snowbird ferry. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting our own. We are hopefully. Oh, we are. We're hopefully getting our own. Oh, that would so. be awesome. I'm all about fairies, man. Love that. Um, There's a bar on board, by the way. It's <laughs> done. Say less. <laughs> So what about like, what are some of the love you guys have gotten though? Like, what are some of the posts that people are like, hell yeah, we need it. So <laughs> Pete needed this. Oh, so the, um, the people dog water the park. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. That oh, that's nuts about that. Mutts and martinis was a huge one. People I love saw, that. I saw the best meme about that. I think it was on CP <laughs> mood morning and it was like, um, like wet dog smell, <laughs> like, oh, and yeah. it's like the the broken. I'm not gonna describe this well <laughs> no, at please. all. We're gonna watch you just crash through this. It's just like a cartoon of like a water pouring out of a out of, of a pipe leak, and then oh they put God. a little bandaid over it, and it says wet dog smell martini. Oh. I that place has gotten some crazy love very cool i haven't been yet but it looks awesome that was another one of those spaces that i always saw in central and i was like one day something something cool is gonna be there it was a transmission shop yeah so many like so in that area that kind of grand central there's so many of those cool like baba is an old like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know mechanic shop or something was another car car exactly yeah i love that I love that. I want more of it. Well, Central Avenue, like 600 block and, and where like all the craziness happens, it, it's gotta keep moving out. Like you gotta get the people to, to, to start moving up towards Grand Central. So it's it's helping a lot. (laughs) It's continuing to creep westward. And we've sort of watched this over the past kind of decade as businesses like continue to push that boundary of where the kind of walkable urban core is. And uh, I fully expect it to continue marching down Central Avenue, you know, closer to the beach, especially with the Sunrunner now connecting all of those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll continue to see new restaurants and retail open up 
further west down down central. Oh, I mean, that's we bought this house banking on that. Like it's just got to get over Thirty Fourth Street, and mm-hmm. then the rest is history. And you know what's cool is, and you guys will remember because you know you guys grew up here. You know, downtown used to be Beach Drive, right? Like yeah. there was a time when when you said downtown St. Pete, that was synonymous with Beach Drive. Now, you know, everything has, like Anthony said, pushed westward and we're starting to see these neighborhoods develop like the Edge District, the Grand Central District, the Central Arts District. And they're really starting to kind of develop their own personalities, which is really cool. Because uh, yeah, the, each one, it just feels a little different yeah. as you move from place to place. Which is great because, I mean, if Edge District isn't your vibe then you know maybe you'll like grand central district or warehouse arts district or something exactly. like that oh the warehouse area there's so much going on there now i'm excited about that what are all of the platforms you're on because i mostly follow you on instagram but are you on the are you everywhere we're almost everywhere so instagram facebook twitter linkedin we have a tiktok but we don't <laughs> update it as much as we should maybe that, in the future yeah maybe that was kind future. of one of our goals for the year which we haven't been very good at yet is doing more video it's content intimidating yeah well we just there's only so much time in the day right we and can so. only get bullied on so many platforms I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and if it's something that hasn't been built yet then how creative can you get with a with a sketch right, with a- yeah <laughs> yeah because a lot of our stories we we're pro on them sometimes before there's even renderings and we're like you know how do we what photos do we use for this article? Um, <laughs> An so empty yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tree. <laughs> right. It's like the, it's like the, I like that you guys are a meme now, the two with mood board. Oh yeah. The oh, one did you like, see that every like, CP? Like it's a space, yeah. like yeah. space station. It's like, it's like coming 2050 and it's like a <laughs> space <laughs> metropolis. Yeah. Uh, over Christmas break, someone made a t-shirt uh, about oh, yeah. St. P. Rising. It was um, sort of trashing us, but, it's all in good fun, sort of. It was, um, what did it say? It said something like, I don't remember. Uh, we can't afford Christmas here because St. Pete is rising. Oh, <laughs> wow. I got a little kick out of it, yeah. but you know, it's it's not pointed towards us. No. It's pointed Listen, towards the general. It's the um, vibe, the, their, yes. their general angst about yes. the growth. Yes. You're, you're taking up rent space in their head. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's got to be hard though. I mean, you watch people, I mean, even just, your personal, our personal accounts, like you try to evolve what as fast as social media and it's impossible. Like even I keep using, like, I love the burgers as an example, just cause I've followed them for so long, but watching them evolve to like reels to now we're narrating our reels. to now we're putting <laughs> captions on, like you can almost feel everybody, myself included, trying to keep up and it really is exhausting. But what's great is you have a following based on the way you do it. And I think it works for you. So it's almost like not as necessary, but we have changed over time as well. And, you know, let me caveat this by saying we have no marketing experience at all. <laughs> like I've never taken We're a class in marketing. That's yeah. Sure. This is all just yeah. trial and error for us. Um, but I think, you know, there's a light bulb that went off in my head probably about a year ago when I met somebody downtown, told them what I did. And they said, oh, St. Pete Rising. Yeah. You're that Instagram account, right? And it dawned on me that. They didn't, even, they didn't even know we had a website. Mm-hmm. And the way that we've always thought about St. Pete Rising is that the website is the hub of all the information and all the social media accounts point back to the website. Which, not to interrupt, but 
your website is actually really well done. Thank you. And it's Thank well you. categorized. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. it. We work hard on it. So the, that, that means a the, lot to no, us. I, and it's always been that way. And it's like, these are the upcoming, these are the proposed, these are the confirmed. I was like, and there's all pictures in each one. I, I just really appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, when I heard that person say, oh, you're that Instagram account. And I realized that they didn't even know we had a website. It instantly changed the way I write the Facebook or the Instagram posts. Uh-huh. I used to almost tease the articles, right? Because I wanted people to go back to the website yeah. and mm-hmm. read it. But it's hard to do that on Instagram, right? There's Unlike, not an easy way to click back. Link. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really link. Like you can link like, in a story. Look at my link tree. But you can't. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like yeah. link in bio so or something like that. So many steps into that sometimes. So, yeah. you know, instead of teasing the article now, I just provide almost like a Cliff's notes version of the article, kind of like a condensed mm-hmm. version of the of the article with everything you need to know. I don't tease it anymore. Um, so the posts are a lot longer than they used to be. They're a lot more informative, and you don't have to go back to the website. Nice. All that's that, to yeah. say, we're learning. We're learning every yeah. day, yeah. evolving, and we see what works and what doesn't, and adjust from there. But I think part of what people like about us is that we're not completely polished in some ways. Mm-hmm. They know there's people behind it, and they know it's like you know, some locals, it's not perfect and they can tell. And I think people like that organicness, the genuineness, yeah. the genuineness of that comes through. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're, you're, um, you know, the way you interact with people that I think that's, what's great. Like, like, like we said before, like you, you do respond, you do, you know, you are people behind this and, um, it's definitely unique. And I mean, you guys have definitely become a, the go-to place for all St. Pete development news. I mean, you don't, I don't think about it anywhere else. Do those other accounts like, like the St. Pete is awesome. Although do they ever DM you? Like, where'd you get this information? Like, is there a, is there a competition level between you and the Um, other local influencers? Honestly, from, I can't speak for them, but from my perspective, not really. I, I, to be honest, I know all them. Like mm-hmm. I know Joe at St. Pete is awesome. I know all the guys at Isle of the Berg and, you know, name the publication or the Instagram account. <laughs> we probably know them. So we all bring our own different perspective and we all have our own unique audiences. There's some overlap, but I think we all do it in a slightly different way. And it's friendly, um, the friendly media ecosystem. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't say anyone's our, you know, competitor per se i think it's all complimentary yeah that's a similar point that again i always go back to her but alexia gonzalez you know when we talked about the influencer rise of social media influencing in the city and like about is there a competition and she's like i'm more i'm more focused on all of us getting to know each other and supporting each other to move everything forward right and yeah honestly i kind of just try to put my blinders on and yeah. And do my work and not worry about things I can't control. Mm-hmm. The reality is over the past 10 years that we've existed as a company, we've grown every single year, no matter what metric you're measuring it by. And this year will be no different. So, And is it still just the two of you? Do you have any support it, staff? It's mostly just the two of us. We have a part-time writer right now who mm-hmm. helps us tell some of these stories. Again, there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. We're, we're busy. <laughs> and so... Yeah, we have we have you know, independent contractors that help us sometimes with drone photography and you know, videos and, and design work and that type of thing. But for the most part, I'd say, you know, 85, 90 percent of it is us. That's awesome. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. So what would you what would you say your long term goal for the platform is? I mean, I know for some for m- most of us, monetizing is up there. We all want to make, a, I mean, 
Is that the goal for you or do you just want to continue to grow and, and make the, the platform better? You know, one of our strategic sort of uh, goals over the past, maybe I would say year and a half has been uh, to broaden our coverage. Um, so no longer just focusing on downtown St. Pete, which when we originally started, we were just downtown. We've slowly grown to pretty much all of St. Pete. This year, we're trying to cover St. Pete Beach and some of the beaches and Gulfport more. And so broadening some of that geographic area is important to us just to um, broaden our audience and get, let everyone know that, you know, it's not just happening in St. Pete. There's stuff happening in Gulfport, stuff happening in St. Pete Beach. and Even much, Pinellas Park. Yeah. Like we, so when yeah. we grew up, our, our mom lived in Old Northeast, dad lived in Pinellas Park. And like, there was stuff going on, but like the Parkside Mall was like what you did for fun. I mean, there oh wasn't much to do, <laughs> but every time we're over there now, there's a new chain or a new restaurant opening that's like never been in this area before. It's it's it, it is happening everywhere. We I used to look forward to um, ice skating at the Parkside Mall. I do. Oh, I, I, I used to I, love the I ice. Yeah, I miss the ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> my ice skating I'm was much similar to my rollerblading. It was just as fast as I could go <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think another another thing is just we like to be open to new opportunities. The reality is, uh, you know, we're kind of just riding this wave until we reach the shore. And <laughs> there are things that we do today that I would have never imagined we would be doing, you know, 10 years ago. Like this, for example. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, recently we decided to throw our first event. So oh. in, in January, we held our first event. We figured, you know, it's it's about time, right? We've been around for almost 10 years. Maybe we should meet a few people in the community. Um, and it was super informal. We rented out Intermezzo in the Edge District for a night and threw up a, a little flyer on Instagram and told people to show up. And it was a success. I think we I, I think we broke every fire code in the book that night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I that's love awesome. That. So, you know, I think, somewhere around 300 plus people showed up wow. and we had a really great time. And so, you know, that got the gears in my head turning that maybe we should do more events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you now see people coming to you like, Hey, I'm opening this thing. Like, do you, All now, the time. is there less Every seeking day. out of stories and now like they're coming to you? We still, still do our share of like investigative work and uh -huh. like finding out. Um, but yes, people definitely come to us more often than, than not. Do you yeah. have to like let them down sometimes? Like if someone's like, ah, oh, this is my eyelash extension mm. shop. Um, can you post it? I mean, that, that's, that's the hard part, right? Yeah. Because like that's a local business too. Yeah. Right. And so we want to support everybody, but the reality is the pace, it's still it's just moving. the two of us for the most part. Yeah. And we, there's only so much we can do. And so we have to pick and choose the stories that we think people want to hear about. Yeah. And um, uh, we honestly don't really do a whole lot of reporting on service-based businesses. So yeah, like your med spas and tattoo parlors and 
barbershops and unless there's like a really lawyers. cool unless there's like a really cool angle to it mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or, or something that um, might be very different than some of the other like mutts and martinis right. Right. Florida's <laughs> first dog water park martini bar I mean, there you go all knew, of the things who knew we needed that but apparently we did we, we did that, I mean dog bar is slammed every weekend oh, sure. so we needed to break up the dogs and now this place is slammed too I yeah. drove yeah. past it like opening yeah. weekend on my way to work and I mean people were up like backs to that fence like squished in there around that little pool you know what's funny is i live downtown there's a dog bakery downtown called three dog bakery it's on the 600 block oh yeah and for a while i always wanted like a bakery to get fresh bread at for myself and then this dog bakery (laughs) opened up and i was like the dogs are getting fresh baked goods before we are. <laughs> we do treat our dogs well in the not just St. Pete, the all of Tampa Bay. Very yeah. dog friendly. Very. <laughs> well, um, we really appreciate you guys being here and taking the time. Um, it's been it's been nice getting to know you. Yeah. Is there any um, local place you've been lately that you want to shout out? Like we we sometimes just highlight a, a local business we love. I always love going to Wild Child yes. in the Grand Central District. It's they that just so good. They just they do uh, it released, so well. Yeah, and they just released a new menu. It's fantastic. I just yeah, that was kind of controversial, right? They completely redid their entire menu or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I think over time people start you have to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, but you know, tried you, everything. I mean. Well, see, I'm the kind of person where I find that one thing I like on yeah. a menu and then I never want to get anything see, same, else. Same. <laughs> and so when you take that off the menu, it, you know, yes. a little part of me dies inside. But <laughs> at Wild Child, there's just so many great options. You really can't go wrong. And they're always innovating. So it's like you kind of are used to that there. I would I, like uh, to give a shout out to Grassroots Kava House, which is our de facto office oh. for Safety oh. Rising. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We have almost every meeting that we are Brian and I are getting together there and that has been a lot of the St. Pete Rising experience for me is writing articles there and meeting you know business owners there and so uh, that's one of my favorite local businesses is grassroots I have so many great memories there and the people there are awesome and there's such a big part of St. Pete Rising's rise that Mm -hmm. um, it almost feels like they're part of the team. That's amazing. Mm. That's important. You're, I'm saying it goes back to the coffee shop thing. Like it's very important to have your coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Your place you feel yeah, comfortable. Some, someone asked me the other day where my office was, and I honestly, I'm just on the coffee shop circuit. <laughs> <laughs> I just have five, about five coffee shops. I just rotate. I used to live in. It used to be called Park Plaza Apartments. Um, it's by that Kawa on yeah. Fifth. Yeah. I used to live Familiar. there, and I didn't even have a coffee maker. I went to Kawa every day <laughs> of the week and i remember our mom once was like you sure you don't want a little coffee maker i was like i probably should but i have like a relationship with going there now in the morning <laughs> like it's a big part of my day i don't want to not go there i probably spent way too much money but it is like it becomes part of your life well, I mean, living in downtown st pete really spoils you yeah right yeah i mean it's it's hard to you know, make dinner at home at night after you've worked all day when there's 150 plus restaurants within walking distance mm-hmm. or making coffee mm-hmm. in the morning, something like that. And so. lemons are a dollar a piece. Yeah. Groceries are and that Kawa expensive. And would always put a little heart on the top for me. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Uh, well, again, thank you guys so much for being here. It's been a pleasure yes, having you. Yes, this was awesome. Thanks and for thank you us. again for reaching out. Yeah, and thanks course. for fighting the good fight in the comments. Yes. <laughs> thank you. We'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. And uh, we'll see you we'll next, see you next week. week.